Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. Paul is writing and saying in Philippians 4, saying rejoice always. And again, I say rejoice. It says, let your gentleness be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. Say, they say, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, regard your heart. What is Paul really talking about here? That is what we want to try to find out. Be anxious for nothing. We can say Paul is talking about everything, but really Paul is addressing something in particular here. He's addressing many other things, but something that causes those many other things. And that thing is money. That, that thing is money. Let's look at Matthew 6, 24. What Jesus says about money. He said, no one can serve two masters, for either he will hate one and love the other, or else he will be loyal to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. You cannot love God and money. You cannot say, I love God and I love money. The two don't work together. So money is what? Money is a master. Money commands devotion. Money commands worship. Money, lots of it or lack of it, is the number one stressor in life. Money. Lots of it or lack of it is the number one stressor in life, is the number one source of worry. Why? Because what? It's a master. It's a master. And it's a wicked master. He doesn't deal kindly. But we don't know that. Many people don't know that. We think that money deals kindly. In Matthew 6 25 says, Therefore I say to you, do not worry about your life. This is Jesus talking. Therefore I say to you, because money is what a master. It's going to cause you worry. Therefore, I say to you, do not worry about your life. What you eat, what you will eat, or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. What are you going to use to buy food, to do other things? It's money. So when he says, don't worry about what you will eat, what you will drink, what you will put on, he says, don't worry about what? Money. Don't worry about money. Money is a master. Money wants to master your life. Money wants to control your life. Money wants to take you captive. Money wants to make you. And that's, your, that's actually the truth. We think we make money. Money, having been made, makes those who make, who make it. Amen. Money makes people. Money turns our head around. You know one, the children of Israel, when you get to the land and you've got everything, you've got money, you've got riches, you've got gold and silver, be careful because it's going to affect you. Be careful, don't forget me. So Jesus is saying here, don't worry about money. Don't worry about food, drink, clothing. Saturday said, don't worry about money. That master, that master wants to master your life. Don't give in to him. Or don't give in to it. Amen. Now, I want to say the same thing again. In the verses that we just read, actually we go to Matthew 6, 31 to 33. Matthew 6, 31 to 33, just buttressing the same thing. Therefore, do not worry, saying, what shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? 
For after these things, the Gentiles or the nations seek. For your heavenly Father know that you need these things. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added to you. Seek there also means pray. Pray. Pursue first. Pray first for the kingdom of God. Pursue first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. All of that things shall be added unto you. God knows your needs. So in the verses that we just read, the word of God is telling us that the number one stress or source of worry and anxiety in life is money. The number one stress the number one source of worry and anxiety in life is money. And Jesus is also saying here, money and money matters. Top, the number one, the number one prayer requests that come up to God. Hmm? Jesus is saying, that's the number one prayer request that come up to God. Give me more money. Oh, I need food. Oh, I need something to wear. Oh, I need this many. I need money to do them. That's the number one prayer. The top the list of the prayers that come up to God. And the Lord is saying to his disciples, don't worry about money. Everybody stresses out. Everybody comes to me with requests of money. Don't worry about that. I already know that you need money. I already know the things you need. Don't worry. Rather, Pray, seek, pursue first the kingdom of God, and all other things shall be added unto you. The current statistics confirm the word of God. 73% of Americans rank their finances as the number one stress in life. That's according to Capital One Credit Wise Survey, you know, Capital One a Credit Card Company. Amen. And uh, another survey here money, including the amount of debt. Savings and general money management is the number one stressor for adults ages 18 to 57, according to the 2022 Stress in America survey. So all of these uh, surveys confirm the word of God, confirm the words of Jesus saying, do not worry about what to eat, what to drink, what to put on. Do not worry about money. Money will stress you out. Don't let money stress you out. Whether the lack of it or the loss of it, don't let money stress you out. These statistics also confirm the words of Apostle Paul in Philippians 4, 6. Be anxious for nothing. Don't be worried about anything. He's speaking to which people? People that don't have money. Say, don't let it bother you. Don't let it worry you. You're actually already doing well with it. You're already managing it well. But I'm reminding you, don't let it worry you. Don't let money trouble you. Make your request to God. Again, big or small, give it all to God. When you don't give it all to God, the result is what? Stress, worry, and anxiety. When you give it all to God, the outcome is joy, peace, and contentment. The will of God for us is what? Joy, peace, and contentment. Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. It is much easier to give it all to God when you give yourself completely to God. It is much easier to give it all to God when you have given yourself completely to God. Oh, it's difficult to give it away to God. It's difficult. No, first of all, you've got to give yourself to God. Once you give yourself to God, it's much easier to give it up all to God. Let's look at Philippians 4, 4 to 7 again. Rejoice in the Lord always. 
And again, I say rejoice. Your gentleness should be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, we thanksgiving. Let your request be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Mm. Let your request be made known to God. Then the answer that the Lord gives is his peace. He gives you his peace. So he ministers to you. He addresses you. Not necessarily the things that you present to him. So the Lord answers you with his peace. Actually what he answers you with is, is what is called the peace of God. The peace of God. And that the peace of God, as we explained the other day, is what? The word of God. Amen. The peace of God is the word of God. Because what he answers you with is able to guard your heart. Before he guards your heart, he first of all guards your heart. Meaning he removes the negative things in your heart. The things that are stressing you out. The things that you are meditating on. The negative meditation. The negative things that come and bombard your heart. Bombard your mind. Causing you to stress out. The peace of God. The word of God comes and removes them. But it doesn't just remove them. It also replaces them. We see in verse 8 there. That instead of meditating on the negative things, the stressors. He says you should meditate on what is true, what is noble, what is just, what is pure, what is lovely. All of those things, true, noble, just, pure, lovely, combined together to make good report. And that good report is good news. And that good news is the gospel. And that gospel is what? The word of God. What is true? What is noble? What is just? What is pure? What is lovely? But everything has to come together. Not just what is true. What is true may not be noble. What is true and noble may not be just. What is true and noble and just may not be pure. What is true, noble, just, and pure may not be lovely. May not have love. So all of it has to come together to make a good report. To make the word of God. Meaning all of those things, true, noble, just, pure, lovely, come from the word of God. And it says, meditate on these things. Meditate on what is true instead of on negative things. Meditate on what is noble. That is the result when you give all to God. When you give your negative thoughts, when you give your anxiety, your worries to God. The Lord answers you with his word, with the peace of God, with his word. So he gives you true, noble, that is honorable just pure things to meditate on. And if you meditate on all of, all of those things, what comes out, the product is virtue. You got virtue and you got praise or what is praiseworthy, meaning you got success, you got victories, you got breakthroughs. So the word of God produces virtue in you, produces righteousness in you. And the result is what? Success is victory. Is breakthrough. Amen. Now, let's jump to verse 10. In verse 10, Paul says, But I rejoice in the Lord greatly that now at last your care for me has flourished again, though you surely did care that you lacked opportunity. Not that I speak in regard to need, for I've learned in whatever state I am to be content. I know how to be abased and I know how to abound. 
everywhere and in all things. I have learned both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer me. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Amen. There are many reasons why Paul was writing to the Philippians here. One of those reasons to express in writing is thanks for the monetary gift that is sent through Epaphroditus to him. So we can see in verse 10, he was saying, I thank you. Basically, he said, I rejoice. I rejoice in the Lord greatly. Not that he wasn't rejoicing before, but he's now saying what? I rejoice greatly. Meaning my joy is multiplied. May your joy be multiplied in Jesus' name. 